Welcome to the Love Is Coming podcast, the must-listen show for single women struggling to attain or sustain a romantic relationship. I'm your host, Persia Lawson, author, speaker, and according to the Times Magazine, one of the UK's most successful love coaches. Before that, I was a serial cheat and obsessive love addict, but I'm now a bride-to-be and in the best relationship of my life. So, if you're trying to do the work on your love life, you are definitely in the right place. But here on the Love Is Coming podcast, we serve your education with a side of entertainment. Expect serious stuff talked about not so seriously, solo Agnion episodes with yours truly, and guest episodes showcasing some of the best in the biz in ways you've never seen them before. So, got a dating dilemma? Swiping right but haven't yet found Mr. Right? then let's get raw, real, and a little bit inappropriate because love is coming for you, baby, in more ways than one. Hello, welcome back. So I have got a pretty juicy topic for you today. I know that this uh, this particular episode is going to really be relevant for um, some people, given the number of breakups that have been happening over the last year as a result of this bloody pandemic. Um, so particularly for those of you who have recently come out of a relationship or fling, or those of you who can't stop obsessing over your breakup, or you may have a sneaky habit of stalking your ex online that you just can't seem to shake. So if you relate to any of those things that I just shared, I promise that this episode of the podcast is really going to help you. So in it, I will be sharing the real reason that you can't let go of your ex three behaviors that will make your ex run for the hills and how to make your ex rue the day he left you, which I have to say, I have been wanting to do this episode for ages. I love the words rue the day. It just makes me laugh. It makes me think of that, um, I think it's the Sex and City movie, actually, Charlotte saying to Carrie uh, after Big is just a complete plonker, um, that she wants to tell him when she sees him how she rues the day. I think it was rues the day he was born. Anyway, I digress. Should we dive in? Let's dive in. Um, The last episode I recorded was the rambliest ever, so I'm really trying to make this one less so. Anyway, let's move on. So the real reason you can't let go of your ex. So when we get into that um, feeling of, you know, we come out of a relationship, it might not even be a relationship, you might have just dated someone for a handful of weeks or or months. Um, and they, whether they ghost you, whether they call it off, and you just find yourself slipping into that obsession, stalking them online, um, you know, all of that sort of behavior, you just cannot think about anything else. They are, you mean, you feel completely like a junkie, total love junkie. I cannot tell you how many times I've been there and where your mind just feels totally focused around like, how can I get them back? How can I get their attention? That is like the only things that are like in your brain. So what this is really about, and I had to go on such a long journey to sort of discover this, it's not about your ex. I'm going to say that again. It is not about them. It's not about how amazing they were or are. It is not about how amazing you guys were as a couple. And it's not even about how shitty they were. Um, It is about you distracting yourself from your own pain. And you distract, and you're, so this is what it is. It's your obsession, your obsession with them and the relationship ending is a way to distract yourself from the pain of what's going on inside of you, which tends to always be down to a lack of self-worth. 
the feeling that I am not good enough. So when we get rejected, or that's what it seems to be, someone says they don't want to be with us or they ghost us, we take that to mean that we're not good enough. And that is so painful that it becomes easier to focus and obsess over getting this person back or finding out what they're up to, anything we can do to distract ourselves from that feeling of, I'm just not good enough. Now, I just want to make very clear that that is not the truth. You not being good enough is its not true. That is not why you are not together with this person. There could be a thousand reasons why you are not compatible with this person, why they are not ready. But whatever the real reason is, we always tend to, it feels so personal. It feels like it's its just like, if, if only we had said this or only we had done that, or you know, if only we were different, then they'd still be with us. And that's why we start projecting it all onto them and onto the relationship, because we just don't want to sit in that pain of feeling not good enough. And ironically, the fastest way to move through that sense of um, feeling like complete low self-worth is to accept it. Not as that it's the truth, but accept that the feelings that are coming up. You know, you, you often hear after a breakup or, or associated with talking about grief, you've got to feel it to heal it. The only way out of it is through it. And so that's the first place, like I just, if you were in this situation yourself right now, I just want you to just temporarily let go of the idea about like, how, okay, Persia, but how do I get him back? We'll move on to that. Ish, ish. Um, the first thing is to, to allow yourself to feel all the feelings around this. And that's why I always say to my clients, after a breakup, do not contact them. I'm going to move on to that, why that is the case shortly. And there's so many reasons why that's important. But the one I want to focus on right now is it's you've got to think of this person in this relationship. You, you, are temp- you are like a temporary drug addict right now. They are your drug of choice. And as they always say, you know, I always talk about 12-step rooms because I'm in Al-Anon for friends and family of addicts and alcoholics, and it's completely changed my life. Um, and I've been in and out of sex and love addicts for a long time as well, learned an awful lot there. And, you know, what they t- there's a reason that there is a 12-step room for sex and love addicts because it is an addiction. It can be. So often it is. We will have always, like we, not everyone is a sex and love addict, but the majority of us will have experienced some form of love addiction, certainly love avoidance at some point in our life. And uh, side note, but I think it's important and relevant. Love avoidance is essentially the flip side of love addiction. And in fact, um, Melody, is it, no, it's Pia Melody who talks a lot about love addiction. She says that, you know, underneath love addiction, we are all actually love avoidance. And what that means is that we are terrified of real love. And that is why so often we go for people that we know that it can never work out with, at least subcon- on a subconscious level. Because if you think about it, even when you have two people who adore each other, who are really in love, and it, even when I say this, it actually makes me always feel a bit sick because it's 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 my experience right now. Like I, I'm so happy in my relationship and I work really hard um, to have a great relationship. Um, but even when it's all tiddly, tickety-boo, tiddly-boo, tickety-boo, 
there's always the reality that at some point, one of you is going to lose the other. That's how life goes unless you go together. And it that is the, I mean, like just saying it, you can hear my voice, like it just brings up so much fear. And that is the ultimate vulnerability. Beyond whether you're going to be rejected by the person is that you're going to like have them taken away from you in some way. And so that, you know, and that is, guess what? That is life. It's not even just love. It is life. Life is a short-term deal, really, in the grand scheme of things. We are not here forever. We are not invincible. And that's what makes the journey so magical. And whether you like it or not, you're here. So do you want to choose to embrace love and embrace that journey with all the risk and the pain that inevitably is going to be involved, even in the best case scenario? there's going to be hard times. That is why we become so distracted and obsessive because we're not doing that deep inner work of like really understanding what love is about and what we're signing up for. So kind of lost my train of thought there a little bit, as you can probably tell. But the main point of this first point that I really just want you to understand is that the real reason you can't let go of your ex has nothing to do with them or you as a couple. It is a, it, There is deeper stuff there that has got to be worked out and healed because someone who is, and I could see this from my various different relationships from back in the day before I'd done any work on myself to the first time I was going through a breakup and I was, was doing the work, and it, but it was the first time and it was fucking hard to then the the one after that where I've been doing the work on myself for, for, for a good few years by then. And the difference between those breakups is by the, the last one, I was like, I am not going to try and get you back. I'm not going to try and I'm not even going to obsess over this. I'm going to feel the feelings. And that meant I got through it so much quicker. And what was really great about that is after that relationship ended, I took a whole year and a half out of relationships. I dated a few people, but I didn't actually get in a relationship for 18 months, which was the longest space I've ever had between romantic uh, partners, like, well, relate, you know, proper relationships. Um, and, and that's what I needed. And it just showed me how much healthier I was. So that's the thing I want you to realize is like, where are you on the scale? Have you been doing this, the deep healing work that you need to do around the breakup? Or is all your energy focused on how to get them back? If it's the latter, then my suggestion is, please, 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 like, even if you, if you can't get therapy, come and join our Facebook group, The Love Hub, if you want a free resource. Come and speak to the women there who so many of them are going through this themselves. Process it. The way you process it, you journal, you meditate, you talk about it. You do not contact that person because that person is your drug. And as long as you are picking that drug up, you are not going to heal. And in the bigger picture, as long as you're picking that drug up, you're never going to be in a space to attract the amazing, healthy, awesome relationship that you deserve. Because the only way that you can ever get that is developing a healthy relationship with yourself, with your sense of self, knowing like I did in that last relationship breaking up, even though this is so painful and I feel so sad, I know that this is not because I'm not good enough. I just know that it's because it wasn't a right fit and I need to grieve that and then I can move on. That is the healthy response to a breakup, not trying to get them back. And that leads us on to the next point, three behaviors that will make your ex run for the hills. And so that are basically signs that you are not in a healthy headspace and therefore 
you will be spiraling down if you continue on with any of these behaviours. The first being contacting them, as we've mentioned, especially drunk dialing or just sort of showing up in places like I used to do. I'd know where they were going to be socially. I mean, you can't really do that at the moment. If you do, you're going to look like a real crazy stalker if we're in lockdown when this goes out, which we will be, let's be honest. So just do not contact them. It will feel like you are a junkie coming off crack quite frankly it is the the withdrawal is that intense um particularly if it's been like you know you've been together for a while please trust me the fastest way you're going to move through this painful time is to not contact them every time think about it again like a drug user you pick that person up you contact them it's like picking your drug up and then you have to go back to sobriety day one the more days that you can bank of not contacting them, the better you're going to start feeling about yourself. The more you're going to process this, you're going to be in a much better headspace. That is one of the first steps to make the, your ex rue the day he left you because eventually he's going to either hear or see or whatever at some point that you're in a great place. And I'm going to move on to that, why that's significant a bit later because I know that sounds pretty superficial, but it, there, I will expand on that soon. So the second behavior, rooting around for info from mutual friends. This was another of my favorite things to do. I'd want to find out where they are, what they're doing, who are they seeing, what's going on, or, you know, stalking them online, as I've already mentioned. Don't do it. It gets back to them and it does not put you in a good light. Um, and also, now this is a classic in the modern age, posting online pictures of you looking super hot or with other guys or like, oh, I'm just having so much fun. No, you're not. Get offline. Just get offline unless you're going to be online for something productive, whether that's, you know, a hobby um, or, you know, listening to something for work or, um, you, you know, like I mentioned, going to some sort of support group where you're going to process this stuff as opposed to just stay in the negative, um, really obsessive, unhealthy energy around it just like it's so obvious like I used to do it all the time because I'd come out of a breakup and I'd get heartbreak skinny and then I'd be like right let, let's put a picture up to show him what he's missing out on and guess what it's so obvious and it just makes you look desperate and like a loser I'm gonna say it like it just does it's so obvious so don't do it you're better than that you don't need to do that like just like, honestly, I really think in these situations that silence is golden and so much more powerful. Let him wonder where you are as opposed to like putting it out there for him to see. Don't post the sexy pics. It's really naff. Like, again, this is not, you're not, that's not the truth. It's not how you're really feeling. So just, just decide like, you know what, for a month, I'm just going to get offline unless I actually need to be on there. If you can, honestly, and you don't need it for work, I would delete your apps. And I would just put the focus on your inside experience. Going back to what my dad shared um, and the message of our book, The Inner Fix, focus on the insides and the outsides will take care of themselves. Never has that been more true than when it comes to a breakup. So finally, how to make your ex rue the day he left you, which is probably why you were here. You wanted to hear this bit, didn't you? So it might not be what you expected, but this a hundred and thousand percent rather worked for me. Um, and it really got me through those dark days. So commit to being the most mature, graceful version of yourself in this situation. In This situation, this is about wanting to respect yourself and show up being dignified that you like more than anything you, well, I hope you do. You want them to respect you. 
Like, and the only way they're ever going to respect you is if you respect yourself and you have some boundaries for yourself, hence the no contacting, et cetera, you know, putting the focus on you. So I know how hard that can be, especially if you found out they've cheated on you. Again, I would say no contact. If they are messaging you, I would say, please do not message me. Like I will be in touch in the future if I want to be. That's what I would say if someone has cheated on you. Um, If they've ghosted you, just again, you might want to communicate and say, listen, this doesn't feel cool the way that this has ended or there's just been silence. Um, But that's kind of made it really clear to me that this isn't a good fit. So I wish you well, but please don't contact me again. That is a woman who respects herself. That is a woman who respects herself. The reason I can say this with such conviction because of my own experience was when I I mentioned that breakup that I'd had, um, it's the one I talk about in the inner fix a lot. And the boyfriend who had ended it with me um, basically ended up several of, not even months, I think it was a matter of weeks, probably two, to be honest. He ended up moving the girl that he had cheated on me with six months before into uh, the warehouse that he was living at, which is where I had just moved out. I mean, I was only temporarily living there, but still, you get the point. Um, And all of he lived with loads of our mutual friends. Everyone knew it was so humiliating. If ever I'd had a carte blanche, I never know if that I'm using that in the right way, but I just felt like saying it, carte blanche, to go, you know, psycho on his ass, it was in that situation. And the one thing I remember saying to myself was like, I will be damned if I'm going to be branded the psycho ex-girlfriend here. I refuse. So I am not contacting them. I am showing up in this situation with grace and dignity, which means I'm putting the focus on myself and healing and, you know, getting over this in a healthy way. I'm not going to go down the route of like trying to open up a dialogue with him and give him shit about this because the fact is it's happened. Like he obviously wants to be with her and there's nothing I can do to change that. So I might as well just accept it and put the focus on getting over this. And I promise you, like, one of the most satisfying parts of that whole thing, obviously, that thing with that girl went belly up. Of course it did, um, because he hadn't healed and he hadn't dealt with all the crap between us. So he, you know, you're if you, like I used to, just jump from relationship to relationship, then you're, it's, you're not going to be able to have a sustainable one. Because if you cannot get, you know, do the healing you need to do and be on your own for a period of time, you're going to just project all that crap into the next relationship. I promise you. So um, months later, when that had gone belly up, he reached out to me and he was just like, I just want to say, I have the utmost respect for how you have been in this situation. Um, And he, you know, he was really, you know, at times even a bit amorous. And I was like, no, sir. Um, but it, that's what felt so good to just, you know, to, to just know that I had been dignified for once in my bloody life and graceful and just showed up in a different way, uh, than I ever had before. I promise you, even though it's so hard in the short term, the long-term gain is so worth it. And that is why every relationship I had since him, well, I had, I've only had two since him has been so much healthier because of how I chose to, Uh, show up in the ending. And this is what's really important. In fact, this is what I want to leave you with. The ending of a relationship is the most, like, it's going to be one of the most significant factors in the beginning of your new relationship. So end well, 
end in a healthy way, even if it wasn't your choice, you get to choose how you respond. You get to choose how you react. So that is the best way to make your ex rue the day that he left you, is to choose to show up in the most graceful way you can ever imagine and do not contact them. And if they contact you, ignore it or just say one time, please don't contact me. I will be in contact with you in the future if I cho- if if it feels right or whatever, something along those lines. Um, that's how you command respect, by respecting yourself. So my darlings, I hope this has been helpful. Do come and tell me in my free Facebook group, The Love Hub, which of these tips resonated for you the most and why and how you plan on implementing that tip. So that's about all for now, my loves. Have a wonderful rest of your day and your week. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. Now, if you know that you need to do some serious work on your love life in order to attract and sustain your dream relationship, but... With everything that's been going on in the world lately because of this bloody virus, you just don't have the funds right now to invest in therapy or love coaching, then I created something especially for you. It's called Romantic Reset and it's my four-day mini course designed to reprogram your mindset around dating and relationships. It's worth £862 but is available to buy today for just £37. To find out more, head to getyoursoulmate.com forward slash romantic hyphen reset. The link is also in the show notes for this podcast episode. On that note, if you got value from this episode, I would be so grateful if you would like, share, subscribe, and leave me a review to help the podcast rank higher so it can reach other people who want or need the support. So see you next week, my love. I release a new episode every Tuesday. But until then, remember... Love is coming for you, so surrender to the festival that is life on planet Earth and trust that what misses you was not meant for you, and what's meant for you will not miss you, including your soulmate.